and Anthony Bill. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the Couch Scouts podcast with your hosts, Noah and Anthony. Thank you for tuning in. This is the podcast where we let you stay on the couch while we scout the latest news, scores, and affairs in the world of sports, keeping you informed and up-to-date you can find us on Instagram at the Couch Scouts Pod. Go ahead and give us a follow on there. And we're also on email, the Couch Scouts Pod at gmail.com. If you want to follow us personally on Twitter or Instagram, I'm on Twitter at KOTS Fantasy. And my co host Anthony is on Instagram, Anthony D. Bills, and also on Twitter at dat underscore dude underscore AB. Anthony. We have an awesome couple of episodes coming up. We're talking, finally, some preseason primers for the MLB. Um, how pumped are you for to get baseball started? Super pumped, dude. Obviously, baseball is my first love uh, when it comes to sports. So, super excited to talk some baseball and just get ready. Spring training has been kicking. We finally got some big-time news, obviously, with Machado a few weeks ago. And finally, the big fish, Bryce yes. Harper, has been landed. So, super excited to get get going with some baseball yeah and uh for those listening right now if you just want to scroll down a little bit go ahead and give us a five-star review uh or a five-star rating and then drop a review and hit subscribe that helps us out a ton we will love you forever and uh yes. that would just help us out let's get into some news anthony if you want to just give us a rundown on what the listeners might want to talk about through the through the week and what's going on in the world of sports. Yeah, so with some NFL news, obviously franchise tags and all that had to be placed. Uh, so some big names that either got franchise tagged or didn't and kind of just got released. Uh, six-time Pro Bowler, one of the best safeties, definitely probably a future Hall of Famer, Eric Weddle, definitely. has been released by the Ravens. Uh, he's still 34 years old. I'd say he still has some football left in those bones, so... That'll be a big pickup for somebody, I'm sure. Probably a contender looking for a safety, some backside help. Yeah. Uh, the Rams release Mark Barron, mm-hmm. which is uh, a pretty big move for them because it's going to save them $6 million, and they obviously need some money because they've spent a lot of money over the last few years. Yep. But Mark Barron is still a young guy, some uh, some good talent, safety-turned-linebacker. Um, the Cowboys franchise tagged Demarcus Lawrence. Um, I'm really nervous by this because... Lawrence isn't too happy with the franchise tag for the second straight year. He wants a long-term deal. Right. Um, so there's potential that he won't sign it and kind of pull a Le'Veon Bell thing. And obviously, if Le'Veon Bell gets a big deal this year, I think people will start seeing, well, I'm not going to sign the franchise tag if I'm young. Look at what Le'Veon did, and it worked out for him. So Cowboys do want to get him signed, though they said, hopefully by July 15th for the uh, extension. But we'll see. Also, Texans franchise Jadavion Clowney. Which is another big one. Yeah, um, he's Texans definitely are wanting. Be good. Yeah, he's definitely wanting a long term deal. Um, and then the big, the big news, obviously, Antonio Brown still looking to be traded. Uh, the Steelers uh, came out this morning. The Steelers expect to have a deal in place by Friday. So teams are going to start calling. I saw a post uh, this morning. I forget from who it was on Twitter. I'm sorry, it's slipping me. But it said the Raiders 
are trying to build a super team with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Kyler Murray. I was like, okay, wow. chill out with Kyler Murray's super team, but whatever. Oh, the Raiders man. have the what second pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to have to trade up to get number one um, to get Kyler Murray because the Cardinals, but whatever. We'll see. I just traded for Antonio Brown in a fantasy league this week, and I'm already regretting it because... I was like, I was looking at the the teams like Patriots are interested, Packers are interested. I'm like, oh yeah, he's got a lot left in the tank. And then I'm looking at Redskins, Jets, and Raiders as the three, oh, the top three teams. And I I'm like, I should have never traded that. So yeah, and and I I love Antonio Brown, and I get what he's doing. If he has a problem with Ben Roethlisberger's leadership style, but I saw a stat, his stats with Ben Roethlisberger compared to any other quarterback. Yeah. Not saying Ben Roethlisberger made his career, but he definitely helped Antonio Brown's potential Hall of Fame career. So, I it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't go to a Brady or a Rodgers type team. But yeah, we'll see. Um, so that's some NFL news. Uh, oh, also one more: Landon Collins, Giants. That's right. He got released. Yes. Um, that's a big one because Landon Collins is a pretty big time safety and yep. good run stopper. Yeah. So, but uh, let's get in some NBA. Um, I don't know if this is really big news, but Andrew Bogut, the original, the OG for the Warriors' first title runs, he's yes. back, gearing up for a playoff run. Um, and then uh, the Orlando, Orlando Magic, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've moved up into the 8th seed in out the of, East. Out of so, nowhere. Yeah, and I, it's funny, uh, Kyle Kuzma said, I think right before the All-Star break, he said, oh, I'd rather hear... People talk bad about me in LA, then people talk good about me in Orlando. And since then, Orlando has went on a run, and the yep. Lakers have been trash. So <laughs> I think I'd rather be in Orlando now, right, Kuzma? But yep. either way. Um, and then uh, last night, just wanted because the Celtics struggles last night, the Celtics beat the Warriors in Golden State by 33. Yes. A lot of people are saying, oh, are the Celtics back? Um, I'm still not convinced. I'm I'm pumped the brakes on that because if you look at the Warriors are obviously the cream of the crop of the NBA. Everybody gives the Warriors their best shot. So the it I just look at it as a game. We'll see if the Celtics keep doing this over the next couple weeks. But just relax. It's one game. The the Warriors even like Curve said afterwards. Yeah, we didn't even play hard. I'm really embarrassed. So yeah, it was just that kind. But um, and then some MLB news. Obviously Bryce Harper. The big one, 13-year, 330 mil with the Phillies. Signing so, his life away. He did. 13-year, no opt-outs. He is there for life. No trade clause. He's there for life. Which, hey, more power to him. He said he wanted to sign somewhere where he would never leave. So, Bryce Harper is there. Um, so, that's it for the news. We do have some NCAA basketball, but uh, the Super Tuesday picks, we'll let Noah do that because it's been his thing. Yes, and, uh, guys, we're super sad. This we just were talking yeah. before we get on this. This is the last Super Tuesday um, upset picks that we're going to be able to do because we realize that next week starts conference tournaments, yeah. and therefore Super Tuesday is over. So uh, Juan Dominguez, he he ends the season on a three game pick streak. He he holds the record. So shout out to Juan. Um, he's going to keep it rolling into 2020 <laughs> next year. Uh, and then we got to give a shout-out to our boy Cole Palmer. He picked Oklahoma over Kansas. And uh, Juan actually picked Minnesota over Purdue, which yeah, yeah. everyone in the Big Ten is happy about that. And then our friends over on the Sebi podcast, Sebi and Will, uh, go ahead and give them a follow. But they also picked Oklahoma over Kansas, mm-hmm. which was a huge win for 
Oklahoma, but also a huge loss for Kansas. It is the first time in 14 years yes. that Kansas does not win the Big Ten Big 12. or the Big 12 yeah. uh, regular season Crazy. title. So Crazy. Yeah, shout out to, to you guys. And uh, again, we are going to have some awesome March Madness stuff coming up that we're going to get into, um, some different challenges and giveaways that we're going to be uh, letting you guys in on. So stay yeah. tuned for that coming up as the conference tournaments get going. But we are, as we said, we're going to talk baseball um, for the next three episodes. We're going to be breaking down each of the divisions starting today with the NL East, comprising of the Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, the New York Mets, Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia Phillies, and the Washington Nationals. So the NL East primers today, we're going to be breaking down a recap of the 2018 season, talking about who are going to be the key players coming into 2019, um, some prospects that might be getting called up or that just might have an impact, and then what are some key questions moving forward for all of these teams. And we're excited to obviously talk about the Phillies in this division with the acquisition of Bryce Harper. So, Anthony, let's get started with the Atlanta Braves, why don't you start just with the 2018 recap of, of where they stood, and we'll get started. Yeah, the Braves, probably one of the surprise teams of the year last year, Yeah, clearly, because um, the last couple years they had been super down, uh, way down at the bottom of the division, but they come out last year with 90 wins, 90 and 72, they win the NLE, surprised everyone because the Nationals were supposed to be, once again, World Series favorites, and they didn't even reach 90 wins. Um, you know they had uh, the sec. They they were second in the NL in batting average, and obviously if your batting average is up there, you're getting on base. Yeah. And then you got to score the guys. Um, but their their pitching was the was a big surprise. I think um, we knew about you know Freddie Freeman is a big time first baseman. He's an all star. You know, and they had some other bats like Marquez and Ender Enciarte, and then some young upcoming studs with the bats. So we knew their offense would be pretty good last year. They'd be decent. It was the pitching. How would that go? And um, Mike Fultonevich stepped up and looked like he was a Cy Young candidate for quite a while. You know, he's big time. And they had uh, the fifth best ERA and fifth best in um, runs total and only in the second uh, second least amount of home runs allowed. So they just had a really good surprising year, but really good. And they're all young. They're yep. super young. Um so they're just looking to, you know, increase on that this year. It'll be be exciting. Um, ready to see Ronald Acuna Jr., yes. rookie of the year last year. Um, he's on a lot of people's radar to win MVP already. Wow. He's big time. It, he's he's the kind of guy that can hit 30 home runs and steal 30, 30 bases, you know, and hit, you know, up in the 300 range. Um, so it'll be exciting to see him. We know Freddie Freeman. He's a potential future Hall of Famer. I mean, he still has work to do, but... He just is that kind of hitter. Um, Ozzy Alves, second baseman, little guy, swings a hard bat, a heavy bat. Dude. Like it, it, the ball jumps off his bat. Um, and then the addition of Josh Donaldson. You know, Josh Donaldson didn't play much last year. He tried to give it a roll with the Indians, and that was kind of a failure. But yeah. like you could just see it. He's just trying to get back into it. So. Um, I expect a healthy Josh Donaldson to be, you know, maybe not MVP form, but back in All Star shape yep. for the Braves. So it'll be it'll be a good year for them. I I I could see them winning the East again, you know, and having a couple All Stars. So I think also looking at their top prospect, Austin Riley, he's a big name that I have 
been hearing about, just doing some research on the Braves. He's the number 22 overall prospect coming up in 2019, and it sounds like he's ready to get called up for opening day. And we had been talking about whether it would be him or Josh Donaldson starting at third base. We kind of talked, and it sounds like definitely they're going to play Josh Donaldson for his bat, for his proven um, offensive skills. But I definitely could see Austin Riley getting some work in the outfield. That's what it sounds like. Or even if Josh Donaldson continues to struggle, that this is a guy that they could be um, bumping into the lineup just to get some at-bats. So I know they're, they're excited about that and yeah they are one of the youngest teams in baseball um and i think for that reason i think that fans of the braves should actually pump the brakes a little bit they the the management has been building for their expected date of 2020 Mm -hmm. so what happened in 2018 you look at the nationals they were they were the favorite to win the division and they got out to a terrible start the phillies couldn't do anything kind of you could see the progress that they were making but really the braves when they, they put the pitching together, they started getting the young players yeah. um, getting on base, and they really surprised everyone. But mm-hmm. I don't think that we can expect a similar result in 2019. I think that they'll be up there, but I would not expect Braves fans to think that they are going to win the division again, especially with Bryce Harper coming into the Phillies, <laughs> Real Muto coming into the Phillies. Yeah. I think they're obviously the favorite, but yeah. if the you know if the Braves can put some things together... Um, I think they got a chance. Yeah, yeah, and I think the other big thing is the question of who's going to close for the yeah. Braves. Um, Vizcaino, I think, I don't know if he was the closer at, at the end of last year, but I know that he has been, he's kind of been all over the place when he has been put in the closing role, yeah. blowing a lot of saves. So that's one position that they definitely need to get figured out. Yeah, it's interesting because Craig Kimbrell obviously came up with the Braves before going to Boston. And Craig Kimbrell is still a free agent right now. Um, I don't know if the Braves really want to pay what Kimbrell is looking for, but you know, once it gets once it gets close to the end of spring training, if Kimbrell is still unsigned, um, I know the Braves would love to bring him back. Clearly, needing closing help, and if they could get him on, you know, a cheap one year deal um, for Kimbrell, I don't know. Obviously, that's not what he's looking for, but it could be a nice, you know, reuniting uh, with his home team. Um, and that'd be a big pickup for them, but but yeah, on Austin Riley, I think I think what's going to happen to him is he's probably going to start the year either in Double A AA or Triple A, yeah. just work on some things because this spring he struggled with strikeouts. Okay. Um, and obviously strikeouts, it's not as important as it used to be. You know, people don't care about the strikeouts as much. You know, if you're hitting the long ball or if you're you're hitting doubles and home runs, but he's been struggling a little bit with the strikeouts. Um, and. He's also trying to learn to play the outfield, so that obviously might be hampering his bat as well because you're trying to learn a new position. But I think Austin Riley, by by all-star break, he'll be up with the Braves, probably full-time utility man, maybe third base if Josh Donaldson has some health issues or if he's struggling. But yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they, should, they shouldn't expect to be – people are going to be expecting the Braves to be good now. You right. know? Yeah. They weren't expecting it last year, and they caught a lot of people by surprise. Right. But, We'll see how the pitching goes. Yeah. Julio Tehran hasn't really lived up to his potential. Yeah. And this is kind of like, all right, one last year. Let's see if you can live up to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just reading, A.J. Minter looks like he has the sole possession of the closer role. And they're going to move Viscano just into the bullpen. Yeah. Um, but then just one other thing to note is, like, for them, it'll be finding that fifth option in the pitching rotation. They have some good pieces. 
but it's a little shaky and they need to find yeah. that solid fifth option. So yeah, that is it for the Atlanta Braves. Let's move on to the Miami Marlins. Um, I'll just break down this one real quick. Uh, they are in like full franchise organization rebuild. Um, they have new new ownership. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Um, they're going to, again, come out with new uniforms. They're really trying to get fans just to come out to that new stadium. So I don't know how well the organization's doing financially, but they, I mean, if you look at the, the pieces that they have traded away, it's just kind of sad. Um, JT Real Muto got traded. Giancarlo Stanton, D. Gordon, and Christian Yelich. If that was the 2019 roster, mm-hmm. you would say, well, that's a team that's going to contend. But unfortunately, all those pieces have got traded away. So in 2018, they finished fifth in the NL East. They went 63-98. and 98. Um, They were dead last in home runs, obviously kind of expected in their home park. It's not a hitter's ballpark. Um, I think it's one of the furthest. The walls, the outfields, is one of the furthest. It's pretty big. Um, but, I mean, Stanton hit 58 home runs there a couple yeah, years ago. That's true. But that's Stanton. Yeah. That is completely different. <laughs> that's true. But, yeah, no, no, you're, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, in the, basically in the whole NL, they were close to the bottom. Uh, batting average, two, an average of 244. That was 11th. Uh, they were last in runs scored, 580. And then in the, especially for the pitching, a team ARA of uh, 4.56, which was 15th, and they gave up 762 earned runs and allowed 192 home runs, which was 13th. So they definitely can really only go up from here, Um, and it's still not looking like that's what it's going to be. Some key players that you're going to see leading the franchise this year is Starlin Castro. Um, We Just kind of what you saw with the Cubs, he was the big name, but did not pan out to what they thought he would be as a prospect. So he's kind of the big name right now. And then you have a, a young right fielder in Brian Anderson and then their best pitcher, Sandy Alcantara. Um, he should be he should be decent. But one name to definitely watch out for that they got from the Phillies was their top prospect, uh, Sixto Sanchez. So they received him for JT. And I would not be surprised if they if he came in and pitched um, this year, but I think he will stay down in the minors. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the Marlins? Uh, not much, <laughs> honestly. Um, obviously, Starlin Castro is—he's been an All-Star before. He's been a decent second baseman. Um, Curtis Granderson is probably—I don't—at his age, he's probably their best hitter. It's pretty sad, but um, something looking at these man that for a team that's trying to rebuild. And they have one of the worst farm systems in the major leagues. Yeah. This does not look good for them. No. Um, they have traded away everything. They did. And I get it because they're trying to trade for prospects, but I, they're still ranked 28th in the farm. I'm like, man, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, obviously, they have money to spend because they spent $375 million or 320 whatever it was, on Stanton a couple years ago, and they traded it away. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know if they're trying to I don't know if they're trying to, you know, get some young guys and then hopefully, you know, buy some players in the next couple years, you know, yeah. get some free agents to go, but it, it's a shame because I've seen that stadium, it's beautiful. Like I've been down to Miami when it was first made and I was like, Wow, this stadium is amazing. It's it's beautiful, but 
it's just that same thing kind of when we talk about Miami Hurricanes football, Miami Dolphins. It's like people have so much to do in Miami. Why do they want to go waste waste time to watch a team that's this bad, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to get fans to come to that stadium. But yeah. when it comes to the Mar- I I mean, I'll be surprised. They won 63 games this last year. I'll be surprised if they get to that. Yeah. You know, they might lose 100 games this yeah. year. And it's sad. You hate to see franchises like that. Especially, this is a team that hasn't been around long. And they have two World Series titles. Yeah. One of them was against my Indians. Like, yes. When they were a couple years into the league. So I'm like, they have a history already. Like, they Like, we need to get them going. Like, I, I want to see this franchise be successful, yeah. you know. But, it's, it's no wonder that the Marlins, the Mar- like Marlins super fan goes to all the other... Uh, all the other teams. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason staying in Miami to watch his team. So, um, And then just one other thing to note, as far as I'm just looking at the roster, Lewis Brinson, he came over from the trade uh, for Christian Yelich coming to the Brewers. So that was a prospect that yeah. they really liked. He hasn't really he hasn't really developed and formed the way that they thought. But, you know, who knows, a fresh start with Miami and just the overhaul. I yeah. think that's a name that you guys should definitely watch out for yeah. coming up. Yeah. to the Mets the New York Mets so um, <clears throat> last year they were fourth in the East 77 and 85 disappointing year ever since they went to the World Series and lost it's just been downhill and I don't get it because the Mets like they have two of the top maybe five pitchers in the National League you know yep. with DeGrom and Syndergaard and DeGrom I think he I don't even think DeGrom won 10 games last year and he still won the Cy Young it's like he what was DeGrom last year? Oh, wow. I'm sorry. DeGrom won 17 games last year. Whatever. But DeGrom was amazing. He's the best pitcher in baseball all year. You know, his ERA, one of the best ERAs we've ever seen for the longest time. Um, but 77 and 85, they didn't have power last year. They were 10th in the National League in home runs. Their batting average was the only team that was worse in batting average was the Marlins. Yeah. You know, so. Um, their team RA was 10th, you know, so they, they've got to get that going. And then their home runs allowed was down towards the lowest, too. So they gave up more home runs than they hit, and that's not how baseball is nowadays. you got to hit home runs, you know, teams yeah. are winning. Um, but obviously key players, I'd say their top two are definitely DeGrom and Syndergaard. You know, one-two punch, boom, right there at the top of the rotation. And then after that, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you got Michael Conforto. They added Robinson Cano. Yes, I like that. That's a big signing for them. Um, He still has a little bit left. He's back in New York on the other side now. So uh, we'll see how he, you know, pans out. He had a a pretty good year last year with Seattle. Um, But I think the big pickup that a lot of people are going to overlook is Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry Mm -hmm. for Oakland was an all-star. The only reason he wasn't, you know, looked upon even more is because he was in Oakland. Like, let's be honest. Like, and... Jed Lowry was one of their best players last year. So Jed Lowry is going to be a huge pickup for them. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. You know, Lowry and Cano in the middle um, is going to be a pretty good. Those are two great defensive middle infielders, and they both swing a great bat. So um, I look for the Mets to be better this year than they were last year. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division. They'll definitely compete. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't see them finishing fourth. Yeah. Um, I could see them getting to 80 to 82 wins, you know, maybe finishing around 500. And then, obviously, 
it'll depend the last month of the season. Hey, do we have a shot to get in the wild card? If not, maybe then you you kind of start losing more. But yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, and then they they have a prospect too, a shortstop prospect who, I mean, Jed Lowry is is there. Um, Ahmed Rosario is there, but this shortstop prospect looks like he uh, he might be big time. So it's potential he might get up at some point, but. Yeah. Not hundred percent sure. Yeah, yeah. It looks like, from what I saw, just on the the scouting report, would be September. Maybe at the earliest. He, okay. They, they yeah. could. He could come up sooner. Yeah. Um, Depends on how he's playing in the minors. Yeah. yeah. But another uh, piece that they could be looking at is Pete Alonso. So he. Yeah. Um, he hit thirty six home runs in Double A and Triple A. So. Just talking about the lack of home runs yeah. that the Mets need, they definitely need that bat. So, is he going to be the missing piece? Um, we'll see how that he gets if he gets called up and brought into the lineup. Um, but I definitely think that's a name to pay attention to. And then also, yeah. one name that is not on the opening day roster but thinks he could potentially play is Cespedes. He's still on the Mets. Oh my goodness! But just, yeah, he just that. kind of fell off the map with injuries, and that's oh, kind of yeah. that's kind of been his his story. So. He came out and said he thinks he'll play in 2019, but even just that question mark, it's not something that I, that I think the Mets are going to be able to rely on going forward. So Yeah, they could use his bat, man. Like When, when Cespedes is at his best, he is one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, and has a great arm. Great arm in the outfield. Yeah. Mm. So for the Mets fans, yeah, definitely for the rotation. I mean, if the pitching rotation, if, if Syndergaard and DeGrom and Zach Wheeler, if those three can stay healthy and stay healthy at the same time, yes. you're looking at one of the better rotations in the NL. Uh, yeah. and, and that immediately gives the Mets a chance. And if the bats can, can put it together and get some power, uh, Mets fans just stay optimistic. Yeah. I wouldn't, no I wouldn't stay hopeful, but stay optimistic. Yeah, no doubt. All right, then moving on to the Philadelphia Phillies. This is the team that everyone wants to talk about, the team that everyone wants to, to hear about. Um, they made some huge acquisitions uh, in the offseason. Obviously, the biggest one is the 13-year, $330 million to Bryce Harper. Mm. I was reading yesterday, they signed a new TV contract that pays yearly $100 million in cash, and, and 25% of that will go straight like directly to nice. Bryce Harper. I'm like, wow, that <laughs> is crazy. Um, but for 2018, already a team that has been on the rise, just building through the farm system. They were 80 and 82, which was third in the NL East. They hit 184 home runs, six in the NL. So we'd like to see that go up a bit, and I think it, oh, definitely, it definitely will. will. Uh, but the this was the big one was the batting average. They hit 241, which was 14th for the NL. So, like you said, if that number's down, they're not getting on base. Um, and we'll, I think we'll definitely see that be on the rise. Uh, and, def- and one thing that I did want to touch on there was they added uh, Andrew McCutcheon over yep. the offseason, Gene Segura, and JT Realmuto. Yes. So, in the three positions that they are going to be replacing struck out 339 times in 2018. Where Segura, Real Muto, and McCutcheon only struck out 171 times in yeah. 2018. So that alone is literally cutting that in half. And I think right there, that just shows the analytics of baseball, of the management um, saying, okay, we need to, like, here's our numbers. We're, we're striking out way too much. 
who are three players that we can add that are drastically going to decrease that for us, giving us more, a better batting average, more runs scored. Um, so then just finishing up some stats, they scored 666 runs, which was 11th, which kind of correlates with the batting average. Um, and then for pitching, that's kind of what hurt him as well, an ERA of 4.14, 11th in the NL, 665 earned runs, and they gave up 171 home runs for 5th in the NL. Um, as far as the, the starting lineup here, it's an, it's a great lineup. They have some good veteran pieces and some good uh, young pieces. So you got Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield, uh, Gene Segura at shortstop, Bryce Harper in the outfield, JT Ruimuto at center, a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking baseball, baseball too much. <laughs> uh, and then this guy I love, Reese Hoskins, yeah. uh, just a young and upcoming guy who's really hitting for power. Um, and then you got Franco at third base, Herrera in the outfield as well, and Cesar Hernandez, who's a really good second baseman. Yeah. Um, so that alone is just a deadly uh, starting eight, and I think the pitching as well. If Arietta can come back strong, and Aaron Nola, he's really came mm-hmm. into his own in 2018. Mm-hmm. So going forward, those will be good. But yeah. what are some things that you'll be looking for for the Phillies in 2019? I love like if you look at their on all these guys on base percentage, the lowest guys on base percentage is three hundred. That's Michael Franco, and he kind of had a down year. Um, I mean, he's young; he's only played a couple years, but he's actually better than what he performed last year. So I feel like he's going to be even better this year. But the on base percentage is huge. Like Bryce Harper's on base percentage is almost a four hundred, so that means he's obviously getting walked he's getting on base and that's what they have to do is get on base especially right. for these all these guys in here all these guys are able to hit doubles and home runs and get the ball um get the ball in the gaps and get runs across you yeah. know and that's how you win the game is scoring runs um but my biggest thing for this year i think is jake arietta i think jake arietta he obviously he struggled to find somewhere to sign last year kind of that's just how baseball has been like bryce harper just signed it's March, you know, he hasn't even played a spring training game yet. Um, and I think that kind of took a toll on Arietta, yeah. you know, and it is a new place. He's had a year in Philly now, he has a full spring training with Philly, he's gonna have a full workout. I and and he's been performing well so far this spring, or at least he looks like he's back into shape, back into form. So I think Arietta will bounce back. And then Vince Velasquez is a young guy who. He's been up and down throughout his first couple years. I think he is going to make those strides like Aaron Nola did last year. Um, I, I'm I'm fully in on the Phillies. You know, I think this lineup is one of the best in baseball. Yeah. Um, it's like you got one superstar in Bryce Harper, and then you got a bunch of guys that are like, you know, they're good. Yeah. You know, Andrew McCutcheon isn't who he used to be. You got a bunch of guys that are just like good. Nobody's horrible. You know. Almost every lineup has one guy that's like, ah, we just don't have anybody in that position. He's playing because of his defense. All these guys can swing the bat. Yep. All these guys can hit. And a double Herrera is super fun to watch. This dude goes all out, balls to the wall. He is fun to watch. He's going to have a big year as well. Less pressure on him in the outfield with Harper and McCutcheon. So, Phillies, I, they'll, you know, Phillies, Braves, and then the next team we're going to preview the Nationals. I can't wait to see those three. Yep. And even the Mets, you know, other than the Marlins, and, and all three of these, all four of these teams are going to get a lot of easy wins because of the Marlins in their division. So, we'll see. But Yeah, I think, and even, I think the bigger, one of the questions is, what kind of start will this team get off to just off the bat? And then, 
who's going to thrive more, the batters or the pitchers. But I think it really will be a case of the pitchers are going to thrive specifically because of the batters. You talk about pitchers getting more run support, getting more mm-hmm. runs on the board. The pitchers are going to have more confidence. And, and equally, there's just going to be more wins from this rotation yeah. simply because there's going to be uh, more runs on the board. So yeah. I think... Whether you know, I don't know what Jake Arrieta's Jake Arietta's season will be like for the Phillies, but I mm-hmm. think I think he it will be a surprise just simply because when he had that incredible season in 2016 with the Cubs, basically shut down every team he faced. You, he had one of the best offenses behind him in Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, and I think now that he has. Reese Hoskins, mm-hmm. Harper, Herrera, McCutcheon, Segura, just loaded. I think that is going to just boost him so much higher um, in confidence. I, I really yeah. could see him being the number one. Yeah. I, I mean, he sure. won't be the number one in the rotation, but I could see him coming off. Being the best pitcher. Finishing with the yeah. best stats. Yeah, no, because it, it, it'll be less pressure on him. You know, when, you, when you're pitching for a team that's struggling to score runs, you press a little harder. And when you're pressing harder as a pitcher, it's easier to make a mistake. Especially Arietta has a nasty sinker. And if you hang a sinker, if you don't get it down and you hang it, that thing's going over the fence yeah. almost every time. And I think that's what happened to Arietta a lot last year. He pressed. So yeah, he'll have that offensive run support. And you pitch more freely. And his ERA was super low in the twos when he was with the Cubs because he knew, like, it's all right if I make a mistake, my off to pick me up. But then when you pitch in that, Mindset. I, I know it sounds weird, but when you pitch in that mindset, I know when I pitched, if I when I in high school my team wasn't that good, so like I would press and it was just harder because you're like trying to make the perfect pitch every time. Yeah. Rather than going to college and knowing they got your back and it's like oh I can I can pitch more freely and less pressure and you just you you just your mind is clear and you pitch better. So yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well then. Why don't you break down the Washington Nationals, and we'll just talk about them and then wrap this up. Yeah, the Nationals, such an upsetting season last year. Very disappointing, and obviously more disappointing that Bryce Harper is gone. Um, And honestly, I think that took a toll on them all year. They were trying to give Harper extensions, and he's like, no, no, no. So I think that just kind of took a toll on the whole team. Um, Expectations super high, and they barely finished above 500. They obviously got off to a horrible start, but 82 wins, 80 losses. Um, they were fifth in the NL in home runs, so they didn't struggle in that. They were fourth in batting average. They were third in runs scored. So it's like, how were they so bad? Yeah, you know, we I don't get it. Um, but they the just pitching, couldn't really get it all put together. Yeah, they couldn't the put time. it all together at the same time. You know, they would have Strasburger, Scherzer put up a complete game, one run. And they would lose one to nothing or something yeah. like that. It was just a bunch of those games, you know. But the pitching kind of failed them last year. They're supposed to be one of the best rotations in baseball. And everybody is still saying they're the best rotation in baseball. They were ninth in ERA. They were in the, in the NL, not the MLB, in the NL out of 15 teams or 16, whatever. Wow. And then they were ninth in uh, earned runs and 14th in home runs allowed. You know, they gave up 198 home runs last yeah. year. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of home runs. So um, it'll be interesting. They added a couple big pieces um, on the pitching. You know, Patrick Corbin, a big deal, you know, from Arizona. Great pitcher. Um, Annabelle Sanchez, eh, whatever. He's older, but he still has some game left in him. Yeah. 
Um, and Jeremy Hellickson, who really has not lived up to his potential since his one great year in Tampa. Yeah. You know, he went to Philly, didn't pan out for him. So maybe a fresh start for him if he even makes the rotation. Because yeah. right now he's sixth on the rotation, I believe, if Joe Ross comes back, you know, healthy and all that. Yep. Um, but they still have Scherzer and they still have Strasburg. Yeah. Anytime you have Scherzer, I will take him almost over any pitcher in the MLB for one game. That dude is lights out. He's always out there. Strasburg, when he's healthy, he's one of the tops as well. So, yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how their offense goes. You know, no more Bryce Harper, but they've replaced him with some solid talent. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the biggest question, obviously, going into 2019 is one who replaces the void of Bryce Harper. You can't replace. I mean, you really can't fill his shoes. Uh, and then you talk about the aging Ryan Zimmerman, the first baseman <laughs> for the Nationals, he's been there uh, for a long time. But yeah. they bring in a player from the Indians, Jan Gomes. Um, at catcher. Solid. And then Juan Soto is an up-and-coming outfielder uh, projected to hit close to 100 RBI this season. And then Victor Robles, um, he is probably their top prospect. And from what I understand is that they are calling him the Harper replacement. I don't think he Mm -hmm. has the hype, but I think that if they're looking for someone to come in and just fill that spot in the outfield, it sounds like he... He could be ready for a call-up in 2019. He has great power, sees the ball well. Um, so a name that you want to keep an eye on is Victor Robles. Uh, and then, obviously, yeah, Anthony Rendon as well. Um, he is a great third baseman, and I think he dealt with some injuries last year. So yeah. if he can get healthy. I mean, this team still has good pieces. They still have a, a good shot. And I'm excited just that... Um, Harper went in the division so I'm just excited to see how that goes as they play each other throughout the season yeah his first Harper's first road game this year is at Washington let's go by the way so I think he probably had that in mind as well but no Juan Soto is definitely the the Harper replacement I know Robles he's going to play center field if he's up there yeah but Juan Soto is the one like I think even last week when um when Harper signed with the Phillies the Nationals social media or whatever put out a tweet about Juan Soto being like the youngest the be- the best youngest whatever home run hitter in MLB history wow. like so people are like oh they're already taking shots at Bryce Harper cuz Bryce Harper was that guy the teenager that was blowing up through the MLB yeah. Juan Soto honestly Juan Soto last year as a rookie he didn't even get caught up right away and he still hit 30 home runs with 99 RBIs he had a better year last year than Harper Almost has ever had. Yeah. So Juan Soto already, honestly, it might be good that they let Bryce Harper walk. They didn't have to pay all that money. And Juan Soto has the same stats, maybe even better because he's younger than Bryce Harper will ever be. Yeah. So Juan Soto, I think, is already, you know, the the new face of the franchise. Along with Rendon, yeah. Um, Trey Turner dealt with some injuries last year, too. That was a big loss for them. That's true. Um, Trey Turner is back. This dude, when he's on, man, 48 stolen bases. And he missed a significant amount of time. Yeah. Um, Adam Eaton is back and healthy. That they expected Adam Eaton to be, you know, their big time, you know, their center fielder, and he went down. So the Nationals just struggled with a lot of injuries last year, and just it didn't it didn't work out for them. And obviously Strasburg again was hurt. Um, but the addition of Brian Dozier is interesting. You know, like he went that. to the Dodgers like and he kind of sucked for the Dodgers. You know, for the last few years in Minnesota, he'd been the best hitting second baseman in baseball. You know, 30 home runs, 30 home runs. I think 40 one year. Um, So, and Jan Gomes is going to be big for their pitching staff. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm super sad to see Jan Gomes leave the Indians because this dude, he knows how to call a game behind the plate. You know, hardly ever did you see Kluber or Carrasco or Clevenger shake him off. Yeah. Like, he had, he knew what to call. He knew how to set up the, the batters and get the right calls. Um, so he's going to be huge for, you know, Scherzer and for Strasburg and for these other pitchers. Yeah. Um, so the Nationals, they're definitely, they're, I, I think... Honestly, something I looked at, the Nationals are still the the uh, the pick to win the NL East wow. over the Phillies. Wow! Uh, so it's it's going to be good to see those two along with the Braves. So yeah. man, this division is going to be so fun all year. Yeah. Can't wait to watch them. It's going to um, be a great year, of baseball. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and we will we will keep you guys covered through the entire MLB season, just giving breakdowns of where teams are at and uh, different transactions and signings. So we are going to wrap up the. NL East episode and just stay tuned because we'll be dropping the NL Central in just a few more days. So um, again, thank you for listening in. Whether you are have a team that you're a fan of in the NL East or not, uh, we'll be covering the NL Central next. So stay tuned for that uh, if you are a fan of that. And like we said, we'll be covering every single division, NL and AL, over the next two weeks. So uh, for the Couch Scouts podcast, I am Noah, uh, along with my co-host Anthony. You can follow us again on Instagram, the Couch Scouts Pod, and we will see you on the next episode. Keep it real, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Couch Scout Sports Podcast. For more resources, follow us on Instagram at the Couch Scouts Pod, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.